Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well spoken. Well said, Robin. Hello and welcome to the Well Said Podcast. My name is Bella and today I'm super excited to welcome Oscar Finch, a creative Australian artist whose work and stories have appeared in national newspapers. And my family even has some of his original pieces hanging up in our house. And if you would like to check out some of his work, you can go to OscarFinch.com and check that out. Oscar, welcome to the podcast. Well, it's wonderful to be here, Bella. That introduction is uh, even better than I could have written myself. It's an absolute delight to be here. Well, we'd like to get to know our guests here on the podcast. So I'm just going to start out with like a fun question. If Superman and the Hulk were to arm wrestle, who would win? <laughs> Superman. Does, How do you say that? Can anyone, beat, can anyone beat Superman? Of course they can't beat Superman. But one of the problems with Superman is that is at the apex of every single superpower. And so it makes it a little bit boring. Um, so it's an interesting debate, but I think hands down Superman will win. I can't see how he would lose. Other than okay. the Hulk has, the Hulk's arms are bigger. I mean, maybe he could crush him. But it requires a bit more thought. Okay. Well, it's a good answer. So... You are an artist and a storyteller, but can you explain some more about yourself? Maybe for people, our listeners who don't know a lot about you. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, in the same way that Bruce Wayne has a Batman, uh, has a relationship with Batman, so too does Oscar Finch have a relationship with someone who I shall not mention. And so in the same way that um, Batman at night is a vigilante and he lives a secret life, so too uh, Oscar Finch does as well. And uh, this, really this secret identity of mine began when uh, a number of years ago, I had this premonition of what life was gonna be like. I fast forwarded, 20, 30, 40 years, and just wondered what regrets I would have if I didn't make some changes. And as a boy, I loved to draw, write, tell stories, and feel creative. And I realized that <clears throat> as childhood had uh, left and adulthood had emerged, uh, adults tend to do uh, the least fun things <laughs> in the world. And so uh, I wanted to reconnect with what it was like to to genuinely have fun and to create. Uh, and so I began with getting up five minutes earlier and started drawing and telling stories and five minutes turned to 10 minutes and 20 minutes. And before I knew it, it was an hour or, or two hours a day. That's super cool. Uh, so you mentioned drawing. So how did you become... Like, how did that start and what did that journey look like for you? It's super interesting because when I was a, when I was a boy, just drawing that came naturally to me. And I think about 
an experience I had when I would draw in class or I would do art in class and it came naturally, but others seemed to really appreciate the way that I did it. There was an example of where I drew a sunflower and the teacher was super impressed by the way that I'd drawn it. And I'd simply looked at the flower and looked at it from like a 45 degree angle. And she said that was very unusual because most children either draw it top down or exactly from the side, whereas the way that I'd done it had been very three dimensional. And that was probably a moment where I realized I, I've got this natural skill, which gave me you know, a real sense of gratitude uh, that these things uh, came naturally. And then the more I did it, my, my technique would be refined over time. And sometimes I'd overthink it and, and start to do things that I didn't particularly um, like. And that helped me to reflect and realize there are, there are a few simple rules that, I, that I've come up with, which is just try and draw the essence of something with as minimal lines as possible. And do it quickly, do it for fun. Don't try and be super accurate. Um, but then uh, try and add some degree of realism to it. And so it's developed over time. I probably started a bit more with shading and with detail and over time it's evolved to uh, less. So I'll start with pencil, but then I will, I will ink it. And so that's kind of the way that it's, it's developed and I've picked up things and developed my own style. How, what do, you, what do um, you like? What do you like about the style, Bella? Of your drawing? If I, I if I could turn the questions on you. Yeah, that's fine. I like that each of them are really unique and have a lot of character to them. Like it's not just gonna be something that you'll find anywhere, but it has a lot of character and they all have kind of the same technique and look to them but they all have a different story and some fun things to them yeah I, I like I like what you said fun because a lot of what I do is really largely about capturing you know when you're a kid you imagine the world in a particular way and over time that changes and I remember, you know, I've got children now and they will see the world in beautiful, imaginative ways. They'll imagine that if they could build an amazing cubby house in a tree or if a car could fly, those are the funnest things to do. So I try and use that as an, use what I do as an outlet to really bring imagination that could be so absent from everyday ordinary life. I really like that. Yeah. So you have a website where you will show and sell your drawings, but how did you get from your art class to more professional? Here's, here's the conundrum with an artist. On the one hand, 
you want to do more of it and so you need to get paid. Uh, on the other hand, when you get paid to do things and people ask you to, to do particular drawings or artworks, they probably are not that inspiring. So on the one hand, you can make money and do things that are going to be boring to you. On the other hand, you can do things that are exciting to you, but you, you're not going to get paid for. And you need to find some kind of balance between those. And so for me, it was really just around how do I, how do I leave the world in a nicer, more interesting, imaginative way than I found it? And what kind of lasting legacy, how do I get the things that are out of my head, my imagination, um, into the world, into something tangible? And so I started doing that. Um, I then just created a, a website and started to uh, sell them as a way of seeing if <clears throat> they would connect with people. And, you know, slowly over time, people would uh, come and visit and interact. And obviously, social media plays a part as well. And so it was really an organic process. And then over time, seeing which things seem to resonate most with an audience. One of the other things that's interesting, I love objects and people. Um, objects fascinate me. I, I, there's there's a sense in which you, if, you, if you went back um, two centuries ago, things that we take for granted today, it would blow their minds. Like even, uh, even a ball, you know, I'm looking at some ordinary objects here. Here's a, here's a cricket ball. 200 years ago, that would have blown someone's mind. And yet because it's ordinary for us today. We can overlook it. So those are the sorts of things that I, um, I love to to bring to life. And then I was thinking about who would most appreciate some of the objects that I'd drawn, and of course it would be those organisations that had manufactured them. And so that was another outlet is that I could reach out to these organisations and just let them know, hey, you've really inspired me with this this product, and then I I would share an artwork with them, and that was a lovely way um, for for them to hear about it and for them to, to appreciate what I've done. That's all just super, super fascinating to me. Like I've seen a lot of your drawings and kind of just followed that story in a way. And that's just something that I, I never knew. So where do you usually get your ideas and inspiration for your work? It's a good question. I, uh, anywhere and everywhere, but there are probably two main components to it. One is I'm filled with ideas. God has made me in a way that there is a, a natural pool of ideas that just come to mind and I will connect, I'll connect things in ways that others may not necessarily think of. And so when they come up, I, so I did this, did this small work where uh, I was thinking about if I was a time traveler and I got hold of like a fountain pen and I went back in time, how would people respond to that? That was a, that was a strange thought that came to mind, but I was able to then write that down. So basically I've got a list of a thousand ideas, really interesting ideas. Let me, let me give you a, 
a quick example. I'll tell you, and this, this is going to be unfiltered, but this is the most recent idea. This is the most recent idea that I thought of. You don't, don't critique it. Here we go. Okay, so the most valuable baseball card in the world is the Honus Wagner, which comes from a particular set called the T206. And I was just imagining if someone was a time traveler, could they go back in time, get a, a whole bunch of those cards that at the time were, were not valuable at all, bury them in some secret location, come back to the present, and then go and retrieve them. And then I was thinking, well, what are some of the challenges there? Like one of the challenges pot potentially is that someone ends up um, building over it. And how would you respond? So how would you, how would you then ensure that you don't waste your effort going back in time, bearing these highly valuable things? Yeah. But of course, then someone's going to say to you, where did you get these from? These things are pristine. What's the story? What's the provenance? Okay, now I need to come up with the provenance. Anyway, so that was that was a little bit of thinking that I had, and that's something that that's a that's a story that I'm going to be thinking about. How do I crystallize that? How do you then match that with an image that's really interesting that you see, either of someone interesting or an object that's really interesting? So on the one hand, capturing a whole bunch of really um, fascinating ideas that, that just come from my imagination. On the other hand, as I go throughout the world, there'll be things that I immediately see that fascinate me. People wearing strange things, people with strange haircuts, um, doing interesting things. So it can come from any, any and everywhere, but the way that I do it is I want to try and connect some kind of imaginative tale um, to that drawing as well. I love that. So from your imagination to the paper, what does that creative process look like for you? I will start with um, a uh, a picture or a photo that I've that I've captured, and sometimes it'll 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 work out as I think it'll work out to be a good drawing, but it turns out it's it's a bit it's maybe a bit more complicated. There are some drawings that I thought, oh look, uh, rather than spending a long time on one, like there's 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 actually there's actually one here which took me. Let me get, let me get this one here. I've got, I've got so many drawings. Uh, it's, some end up finished and some don't. You, I'm not sure if you recognize these people. For those that can't see, this is yeah. some people at a donut shop. So this one took me, I thought, oh, that'll be a, that'll be a relatively quick one uh, to do. And uh, it turned out it took me about four weeks because there are some things that that you don't realize are so complicated and highly calibrated until you start to do them. Yeah. So for those that can't see, um, trying to trying to figure out where do the where do the wood panels of uh, like a donut shop go? How do they line up, and how do you do them in a way that they look natural? That's only the sort of thing that you realize when you start to do it, and it helps you to observe things. And observe the world in a in a more interesting way. So I'll start with pencil, do a 
try and do as quick a drawing as I possibly can. I don't want to be particularly te um, technically correct, but actually as I've started to do it, I will, what used to happen is I'd complete a full drawing in pencil and then I'd go back and maybe start to, to ink it and then completely ink it and then do color. The way that I will do it now is I find it most interesting. Do as much pencil as I can, add some ink, add some color, and then slowly start to build it up that way. Because otherwise I found that I just got too bored with, with continuing to do pencil for like days and days and days. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the way, that's the way that I do it. Um, and it makes it fun. And sometimes I make mistakes. The, the disadvantage of working in ink is that when you make mistakes, you can't rub them out. And so you've got to find creative ways of pretending that was all part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. Do you show the people who've inspired the work that picture that you took that then you recreated? I will show them uh, in a lot of occasions, um, given, given that I'm, I'm like Batman, uh, you need to be quite subtle about these things, Bella. And there are occasions that yes, I, I do. I do share these, I uh, do share these works. Uh, there was one where I did for a cakery and that they, they were super grateful for getting that. Like I said, there are, there are products that I'll share that people love. There's something in, in a digital world that we're in at the moment to have something tangible and something that's done by hand that's maybe imperfect, really has a way of connecting with people. I did get an email from someone. There's there's an artwork that I did done years ago of someone who was, let's say they were slightly, they weren't in the best of shape. They had short shorts. Uh, they were bald with gray flowing hair. And I'd had this idea that something in the world changed so that things were kind of the opposite and people that were not seen as attractive were now seen as the most attractive in the world and if you think about beauty like where where did the notions of beauty come from and i called this person the the most eligible bachelor in the world and it was part of a, a work that, that sat in a cafe and someone emailed oscar finch because a whole bunch of people will look at that they'll see that it's by oscar finch they'll go on a website and they emailed Oscar Finch to say that they think that this person is their boss and they'd showed their boss and their boss got a real kick out of it. <laughs> That's so great. those are, those are not uncommon stories when people will recognize themselves. And so you you also want to be careful. I don't want to be biting in any stories. I'm going to be uplifting and imaginative uh, and yeah. fun. So it's, it's never intended to be an, an insult to anyone. So you've talked a lot about, the way your imagination works and all that but what do you do when you're not feeling inspired i, I once heard someone and it, it happens it happens i once heard someone say if you're feeling depressed think about what you would do if you weren't depressed and do it anyway uh and that can be that, that can be easier said than done having said that i will if I'm not feeling super inspired, I will find the smallest, most complete artwork that I can do that's that I find still interesting and try and complete that. Um, and a lot of ways, it's a, it's a little like you don't know 
you couldn't tell me the meal that you ate 47 days ago. But the fact that you're alive now indicates that you ate something. Yeah. And so in the same way, uh, all I want to do each day is make a little bit of progress. I want to artistically eat. And even having that artistic block is a helpful way to start to overcome it because then you recognize very quickly when you've got that artistic block and what are some of the things that, that have helped you in the past. So for me, it's about doing something that I would enjoy the most, uh, maybe doing something slightly different. There, there are lots of interesting artworks that I could have done that I've done before, but actually they, they make me a bit bored. So I'd rather do something that inspires me. And so on the one hand, intellectually, I think, oh, I should do this kind of artwork. But actually on the other hand, um, I'd rather do something that's maybe just quirky for myself. So that's that's the way that I I would deal with it. Do something every day, try and complete something. And one of the reasons that I'm at imagination is because I've just learned over time that really the purpose of the drawing isn't the drawing. The purpose of the drawing is really the story and trying to communicate something yeah. that I find interesting. The points that you made there about what you do when you are inspired, I think that those are definitely some things that people who maybe aren't very artistically inclined can take into just like anything that you do in life. Just do something and just try to do something. I think that's something that anyone can do regardless of what they're doing. Yeah, I love that. And actually, it's it's one of the reasons that, like, and I, I showed you just before we started my sharpener. Yeah. For some people, and it's not a real sharpener, it's a hovel, a, a pencil plane. <laughs> but those are the small things that just, that inspire me. They help to create an environment that makes me feel creative. And it's one of the reasons that I've got a whole bunch of really interesting fountain pens, because they just make me feel creative and I surround myself with things that make me feel creative as well. I guess that's kind of like a kid with a new toy. It's yeah. more fun than having yeah. something you already have. Don't lose sight of fun. It's such, I can't stress this enough, as adults get older, they start to take things very, very seriously. Get a ball, bounce a ball against the wall, climb a tree. So this whole journey from when you started drawing to where you are now, what are some lessons that you have learned that you would have wanted to teach your younger self when you started? Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a really good question. I will often ponder what it would be like to have a time machine, which is kind of your question. What, what would you do with the time machine? Part of the challenge is this thing called the curse of knowledge or hindsight bias. Like the curse of knowledge is once you know how to do something, it's, it's very difficult for you to imagine what it was like to not know that thing. And it's a bit like with maths. If you, if you try and explain to someone that doesn't know how to do a particular type of maths, you might struggle because it's so innate within you. And then hindsight bias is so powerful because we take the things that we know now and we read them back in. And that's, that's a challenge. So in some ways, in, in some ways that can be helpful. 
in other ways, it's also just part of the journey and just being okay with just, just learning as you go. Having said that, to answer, to answer your question, I ended up writing down a bunch of, a, a bunch of rules, which was like, draw fast, try and capture the essence of what you're doing. Do it regularly. When you make a mistake, don't sweat it. Like I've done, there was a, there was a drawing that I did when I really, uh, when I was connecting back with drawing that I really struggled one morning for like 20 minutes trying to, trying to draw this picture. And I ended up, I had one minute prior to leave and go to work. And in that one minute, because I only had one minute, I drew really rapidly. And that taught me so much that I was, I was focusing too much on the details and not on the essence of what I was trying to capture. So that was, that was probably the, the really big thing for me. And then just do it, do it regularly, do the things that are interesting to you and you'll, you'll find your own groove over, over time, but also don't, don't, don't regret your mistakes. Well said. What would you say is your idea of success? And when do you think you would consider yourself to be successful? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question. His, his, I've been listening to this book by an author who escapes me, but it's called, the book is called The Isolation Artist. And it's about the artist whose, whose name I forget, who was very successful in the, in the 60s and 70s. And he was, he, he had 25, 30, up to, maybe up to $100 million. No one quite knows. But he was famous. I'm not sure if you've, you've seen this, but Love, with L-O up the top and V-E down the bottom, and the O is yeah. slightly tilted. So he invented that. That's the thing that he's most famous for. He died at 89. He had basically surrounded by no friends in a mansion that was really being run down. And it reminded me that actually success is not temporal. It's not, and it's not in this life. We really need to look beyond this life, things will come and things will go. The adulation of humans will go. So what is success? Success, I mean, ultimately, for me, it's about knowing and loving the creator God of the universe. And that sounds like a, a very spiritual answer. But like when you when you think about it, every artist that is that was at the top of the game and was really adored ended up getting old dying someone else replaced them yeah so you think maybe about nobody it, really cares about them anymore that's right that's right i mean you, you think about the how many beatles are left is it is it one port mccartney maybe ringo stars left but these things are fleeting and so i can't help but think that like the world and imagination and creativity are all gifts from god but they are from God to glorify God, and they reflect something of his character. But success is fleeting. 
no one has enduring success except maybe Tom Cruise, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Thank you for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation and I'm sure that the listeners will enjoy it as well. Bella, you've been the hostess for the mostest and I love what you're doing and I love your artwork and I look forward to seeing even more of it. Thank you.